run, run, because here's another episode of They're Coming to Read You, Barbara, a podcast book club for the strange and unusual. I'm Jonathan. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Sarah. And today we're discussing The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Mandana. This book introduces us to Mika Moon, one of only a few witches in Britain. All her life, she's been taught that witches should avoid attachments, particularly to one another. But everything changes when she is recruited to teach magic to three young witches who live in a house hidden by magic wards. If she can't teach these witches how to hide their magic, their identities might be discovered. And Mika might lose the closest thing to family she's ever found. If you've never listened to our podcast before, beware, we will be spoiling everything about this book. So you might want to go read this book prior to listening to this podcast. Rebecca, can you tell us more about Sangu Mandana? Yes, I sure can. Uh, She wrote her first story at four when an elephant chased her down a forest road. She now lives in Norwich, England with her husband and three kids. Her work includes two series, an anthology, a graphic novel, and the upcoming A Witch's Guide to Magical Innkeeping, which is due out in April of 2024, about a witch who has a second chance to get her magic and her life back on track. Until then, you can follow her on Instagram at Sangu Mandana. I wonder if that book, because I know it's not a sequel, but I wonder if it lives in the same universe. Oh, like as part of the society? Yeah, like I wonder if there will still be the spell in place that witches can't have children unless uh, they want to risk dying and things like that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really fascinating. That sounds like a, a future podcast, maybe. Yeah. Next year. So, Sarah, tell us your general thoughts on uh, this book. I really enjoyed this book. I think it's got, um, to me, it has the feels of The House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Klune. Um, So if you liked that book, I recommend this. If you did not like this, that book, I don't recommend this as a read. Um, but it just, it definitely had, I really liked the the feel of the book. I really cared about the characters. Um, I think I really liked following Mika's journey um, and just, I, I think I really also liked how the author, uh, the, the author's perspective on magic, it was something different to read about. You know, they talk about the gold dust uh, that's, you know, around um, those that have magic. I really like that in the magic in the book is that you have to talk to the magic and you have to tell it specifically what you want it to do. Uh, and that takes time to learn. So I really could follow that part of the book um I love the romance between Jamie and Mika I thought it was very cute um yeah I think I just generally liked it it was just a very feel-good book to me it's probably something that I enjoyed reading right now I'll probably not read it it's not a book that I'm like I have to read again someday but I really enjoyed it how about you Rebecca what are your general thoughts um Mine echo what Sarah said. I do think it reminded me of The House in the Cerulean Sea, which I love. So I really like this book. Um, The front cover, I've said this before, but it says it's a warm and witchy hug of a book. And I agree with that um, because it's, you know, it's not like uh, it's going to win like some masterpiece award. But I really enjoy the way it was written. And it made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. 
And um, I found the relationship with Jamie to be cute, but also frustrating. But I'll get into that later with the moan and groan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really liked the way the internal um, dialogue with Micah went. Um, some of my favorite lines are the things that she says to herself. And um, yeah, it was just a nice, gentle read. I liked it. Yeah. I like that nice, gentle read. Mm -hmm. I agree. Rebecca and I went to a book club about this book uh, at a comic book shop. And the table was very divided. There were about five of us who really liked it. And there were about five of us who did not like it. Um, and I liked it. And I think part of the reason why some people don't like it is this is not a book that is necessarily going to challenge you. This is a cozy like, it's just a book that, like, you are meant to read and enjoy thinking about, like, oh, gosh, I wish I knew those people. I wish I lived in that house. I wish I had magic powers. And so <laughs> it's escapism. And I really liked that. Uh, and so I think you have to accept that going in. And if that's not your thing, you're just never going to like that. Um, and so I did really like it. I think it appeals to a very specific type of reader. Mm -hmm. um but what do you guys think was the strength uh the strengths of the book and we don't have to go in any particular order we can just chat Ooh. Mm. i think that i for me i think some of the strengths was the characters because i do feel like the author like delved into each of them like you didn't i didn't feel particularly lost in that like i liked that there was a focus on the kids that there were scenes uh you know when when she takes them to the bookshop to like uh kind of test them out outside of the house and see how it goes right uh and then to take them on an adventure um you got to hear about jamie's past and mika's past and um so i think that was some of the strength for me is i didn't feel like anyone's story was like not told yeah i agree with that i also found the pacing to be perfect for me uh it didn't dwell on anything too long and it didn't go too quickly in some parts um and i did not there's a twist um i'm probably we're gonna discuss it i'm sure but i didn't see it coming at all so me yeah. either i think we can go ahead and spoil that twist because i also was surprised by it i knew like there's a two-part twist the person who's been caring for mika her entire life and also kind of being overbearing is a witch named primrose and uh at the house the kids have been adopted by a witch named lillian and then you find out one of the twists that i saw coming was that primrose and lillian are sisters and i saw that coming yeah same coming is that lillian is dead the entire book <laughs> And everybody <laughs> at Nowhere House has been hiding it. And that surprised me. And it was really satisfying because I expected one twist. She kind of foreshadowed it. And instead she delivered another. Uh, and so I thought that was really satisfying. I also, I think for me, the strength of the book really is the characters and how lovely they are to one another and how complicated it is for them to learn to accept one another because they are so close prior to Mika arriving in the book. And then on top of that, Mika has a lot of her own personal baggage that she brings and it is hard for her to accept bound family. And so watching them come together 
was really satisfying. And you can see it from a mile away. But I don't think this is the kind of book that you go into wanting your expectations to be subverted. If this book had ended unhappily, I would have hated it. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I wanted to add about the found family thing. That's probably the part I connected to the most. Um, It's not necessarily in my moan and groan, but I really felt... um, like her where she's never really had a family before but all of a sudden she finds one and she's like wait am I really part of this family and then she you know it ends up happily ever after and she is so I related to that and I really enjoyed that aspect of the book yeah I think there was really something about this book that I was like oh boy if that's not the three of our friendship I don't know what is exactly same (laughs) maybe that's why we liked it so much is because we had found each other and we could relate so much to that and um yeah it just gave us those warm fuzzy feelings yeah yeah well i'm wondering would you want to be a part of this chosen family i find that a hard one yeah uh only because i mean yes it sounds wonderful but unless i transform into mika uh i don't like me my personality i don't know if it would necessarily work in that dynamic as that chosen family but it's very enticing i i don't know i like our chosen family uh so i'm 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 all set not looking for another one i would uh if i was in the world of the book i would want to be part of that chosen family but i will say i identified a lot with jamie um as kind of the dad role in the house Um, And so I already like I already felt like I was part of that chosen family because I feel like there are characters that you can identify with. And he was one that I strongly identified with. Yeah, I agree with Sarah. I mean, if I was Micah, I would for sure. And I wish sometimes in the book that I was, (laughs) I would for sure want to be a part of that family Um, as I am now. I don't think that would be perfect for me. But um, I would like to be friends with them. That'd be fun. Oh, I like that. Yeah, a friend. Somebody that gets to go hide away in their magic hidden away house. I mean, that part is very, that sounds wonderful. Can we just do that, the three of us, one day? We'll just have a magic hidden house away from everyone one day. But our kids can visit. Honestly, Mika's attic is one of my favorite parts of the book. Because I was like, (laughs) oh my God, I want to live in that attic. I also want to mention, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but if the audiobook to this is so good because uh, the reader does just uh, just the British accent. So if you're a fan of British accents, so good. And then uh, there's also uh, like Jamie is Irish. And so it's just really, it's really good. It is a sexy voice she does. I don't know exactly, like, I'm like, ooh, is this, like, pansexuality coming into play? Because I was like, something about her doing his masculine Irish accent, I was like, oh, sock it to me. (laughs) (laughs) While we're on that subject, how did you feel about the romance between Mika and Jamie? Um, I had a love-hate relationship with it. Um, I found him to be a bit obnoxious, and um like no shade but like the romance didn't really work for me in the beginning 
but then when you know his guard started to come down and he started like getting a little bit more soft around the edges I was like okay and then they had that scene in the forest uh, or whatever when it's like gonna rain or whatever and I was like oh, okay yeah now I get this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I kind of understand. Uh, I really I loved the romance between them. I think for me, like I love the romance till the end of the book, and I was glad they were together. Good feels, wonderful. Here's my thing. I don't know if it's super long lasting mm -hmm. because I feel like, I mean, I understand why Jamie is the way he is, and he's very grumpy. Uh, and maybe it's just my personality. I don't deal with I mean I understand being grumpy but someone that's grumpy all the time and you feel like you constantly have to either rescue them or you have to like it's like more on your part to make them feel comfortable and like part of the relationship I don't know how satisfying that's going to be long term I guess we'll never know because it's a book but that's my thing I loved the that in there but I'm like oof, I, I don't know if I can live with that forever I agree because I feel like this book paints a very romantic picture of what being with a grumpy person is like. Mm -hmm. And the reality <laughs> is that person, you are always trying to cajole them into being present and happy with you. And honestly, fuck that. It's not a great way to live. So I read this book and I was like, oh, I like this little romance, but... um. <laughs> not going to change he's like 35 he's not yeah. going to change personalities and be a happier person and it might be romantic I get it it can be very sexy to like break through someone's walls but you know what's not sexy going with someone to something you like and they are unenthusiastic and grumpy about it and yeah they're, they're unhappy uh so I was like oh this does not bode well for a lot of stuff later but I also was like I'm probably imbuing these characters with too much humanity. And in the world of this book, probably Jamie changes, you know? Even though I don't think that would be realistic, I think if there was a sequel, Jamie would be a less grumpy person, probably, so. Agreed. And yeah. I think also, like, I have a little bit too much uh, personal, like, um experience with this to like I think a lot of that plays into my feelings about it is because I've dealt with way too much grumpiness in my own personal life that I'm not having anymore so yeah, we anyway. can just talk about our divorces more why not <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're both getting a divorce Jonathan and I <laughs> all right let's <laughs> If, Moving on. <laughs> if the very secret society of irregular witches was a movie, let's talk about who you would cast. Let's cast Mika first. Does anybody have thoughts on who they would cast as Mika? Yes. Uh, I pictured, um, I'm probably not going to pronounce this right, but Geraldine Viswanathan from the show Miracle Workers and also the upcoming movie Drive Away Dolls and some other stuff as well. Oh, she's um, beautiful. She's really pretty. Um, and she has that kind of personality, I think, that would be very, like, radiant, like Micah's. And I don't know. It's just, that immediately, that's who came to my mind. Nice. I, oh, picture, I picked... Uh, go ahead. I pictured Simone Ashley, who plays Kate, 
on Bridgerton. That's who I pictured the whole book. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, I picked Zendaya. Oh, oh okay. Fun. Uh-huh. Fun. Uh, did anybody cast Jamie? Yes. I pictured because we picked the same person. James McAvoy. <laughs> did you really? Oh, I like that. Even though he's Scottish, but yeah, I dig it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Go yeah, on. I think Who'd you pick? He's perfect for it. Like he might be a little bit older, but I think he can pull it off. Uh, but he, I pictured him the entire time reading the book. Oh, uh, see, I'm a I'm a cliche. I picked Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades of Grey because he's Irish. His name's Jamie, <laughs> and he's beautiful. Oh, I like it. And he's grumpy. And he's grumpy. I was gonna say, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a good pick too. For Ian, did anybody not pick Ian McKellen? No. Nope. Okay. What's funny is I definitely picked Ian McKellen. It was hilarious when I saw that on your notes because I was like, I picked the same. Um, but you know who I was picturing the whole time, and it makes me sad because this person would have been so perfect for Ian, Leslie Jordan. Oh, um, yeah. I can and it makes that. me sad. That, I mean, he passed away, but like, he would have been. He he's the one I pictured the whole time. I could see that. It's funny, when I was reading this book, The Very Secret Society of Regular Witches, I was actually picturing how I pictured um, the housekeeper, like the main guy from House in the Cerulean Sea, the one who takes care of the children. Yeah. Interesting. They, to me, were very similar. Interesting. I'm with you on that one. I think that's where that similarity was a little bit, was that, that particular character. Mm-hmm. The character from the house in this Rulian Sea, like, hmm, I don't know. I pictured him much younger. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. The main guy, I pictured him in like his 40s. So that's why I wouldn't have thought of Ian. Yeah. I would have thought of like uh, Alan Cumming. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also cast Primrose. And I thought Amelda Staunton, who plays Dolores Umbridge, I thought that's perfect. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a great one. I love that. Anybody cast anybody else? No, no. Perfect. I think we're done. (laughs) Green lighting the movie. I'd like to hear your moan and your groan. And for our listeners, your moan is your favorite part of the book, and your groan is your least favorite part of the book. Sarah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll go first. Um, so my moan was, of course, when Jamie and Mika, uh, when they make out in the woods, uh-huh. uh, I find that I think just it's the scene leading up to it. And like, I could feel it. Like, I'm like standing at the sink in the in the kitchen, like just listening to this scene. And I'm just like, Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it was I could feel like I wanted to be in that moment. So I found that very, like, I loved that part. Uh, like I could not stop listening at that point. Um, my groan is uh, when it's honestly actually in the beginning of the book, when Mika gets the email about going to nowhere house, I don't know who knows anyone that will read an email 
and decide to go somewhere and meet someone that they don't know. This sounds like a murder story, not a love story. Um, so if this is anyone, please don't meet someone out of an email. I don't know. Just weird. Uh, so that was my groan. I don't believe it. Uh, I don't know of any other way that she could have gotten there, but I do wish that part was slightly different. It wasn't super believable for me. Yeah, I can see that. Rebecca, would you like to share yours? Um, see, here's the thing. Uh, my moan is just an excerpt from the book because it made me chuckle like a lot. Um, it was, I think it was when Micah had just gotten to the house. I don't even really remember. I just wrote it down in my notes. It literally is what, and he could not overstate this, the fuck. (laughs) 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 It just really makes me giggle a lot. Um, and I like highlighted it in the book and I just really loved it. Um, I don't really have a groan. I mean, other than, Jamie and like the instant attraction but like oh he's so grumpy and like everything you guys were saying I think Jamie's grumpiness and it's unrealistic future like you guys were saying is my only groan yeah I can see that I think for me my moan really is it's twofold it is the magic of the book so I really liked the speed spell for the car I really liked that Mika could pack like a pond in her van and take it uh, and like place it other places. And so I liked a lot of the magic. I thought it was fun. And then I also, I thought the kids were very funny. And when we were at book club, somebody was saying how the kids are unrealistic and kids don't really talk like that. And I am sorry, hard disagree. There is a part in the book where one of the little girls sees Mika do magic and she says, that's some proper Mary Poppins shit right there. And I laughed and somebody in book club said this was unrealistic. And I was like, my kid would a thousand percent say something that clever and that vulgar in a minute. Mm -hmm. I was like, I found the kids uh, like really realistic. And like some of, sometimes they were sweet and sometimes they were bratty. And honestly, I think that nails a lot of kids to a T. So I liked that. Um, I think for me, My only groan is I did feel like the baddie, Edward, the uh, lawyer who is coming, who could possibly take the kids away from Nowhere House, I felt like he was dealt with so quickly. Um, And I could have used a little more uh, of a threat. And I had a similar like qualm with uh, the house in the Cerulean Sea, where I felt like the negative uh, baddie of the book just was dealt with in just one scene and it was so quick. And I would have rather us encounter that bad person or that villain earlier and it be a threat longer. Um, And that would have helped me have the like higher stakes for the books, but I still liked it quite a bit. So are you ladies ready for a game? Yeah, let's do it. Does everybody have paper and pen? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. I will yes, I do. People, as you find paper and pen, I'm going to do my one man show. <clears throat> I'm going to warm up my voice. <laughs> now I'm just going to let you do this. Okay. Are you guys ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> the game is literary word ladder. And 
Here's how we play. I All of the clues can be solved with a four-letter word. However, between clue one and clue two, you only change one letter. From clue two to clue three, you only change one letter. So you only change one letter each time, which is why you will need a paper and pen, okay? So first clue, it's a four-letter word. Don't worry, you've got it. I'll help you on the way, okay? First clue. This is the first name of the protagonist of the book. Mika. Yes. Will you spell it for us? So spell it and then say it. Mika. M-I-K-A. M-I-K-A is the first word. Okay? okay. So second word. Remember, you only change one letter to get the second word. This is Jonathan's fiance in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Omina. Oh, Mina, correct. M-I-N-A, Mina. Okay? Clue number three. This is the author of Bossy Pants. I don't don't know what that is. She's also the oldest daughter on Bob's Burgers. Oh, Tina. Tina! (laughs) Tina Fey is the author of Bossy Pants. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, this is a tough one, but I pretty much reveal the answer, okay? So, Grace Lynn has a series of beginner books about Ling and this twin sister with a rhyming name. It's called... Ting! Yes, correct. Ling and Ting. So, Ting is the fourth clue. Okay, fifth word... Complete this book title. Where the Crawdads blank. Sing. Sing. Correct. Sing. Okay. Next clue. Complete this book title. A blank of fire and ice. Song. Yes. Song. Song. S-O-N-G. Ooh, fun. Fun. All right. Next clue. Master the art of cooking with marijuana with this cleverly named cookbook, Blank Appetite. Bong. Bong Appetite. Stop it. Bong. B-O-N-G. Bong. <laughs> All right. This next one, not quite as literary, but we have to get from point A to point Z. So here we go. Uh, a hit on the head with a hollow sounding blow. Such as this bat-wielding dog that sends you to horny jail and goes blank. Bing? Bonk. Bonk! (laughs) So ignore me. (laughs) B-O-N-K. Bonk. Okay, here we go. A word, no. Sorry, I skipped ahead. Complete this book title, The Blank Thief, or, if you don't know that one, The Monster at the End of This Blank. Book. 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 Excellent. B-O-O-K, book. There are only two more. Penultimate clue. A word for a thing that is helpful or beneficial. Oh. Word for, say it again, one more time. A word for a thing that is helpful or beneficial. 
It can also be like a windfall of good luck. Uh, Hook? No. Boon? Yes. Boon. B-O-O-N. Boon. All right, last clue. Mika's last name. Moon. Moon! That was it! You rounded us back out to the book. Very clever. So, we only have about five more minutes left, but... Let's all rate the book out of 10. And then uh, as you rate the book, tell us something else you're reading, watching, or listening to. Sarah, will you go first? Uh, I will rate the book, uh, I think, a 7 out of 10. And what else are you enjoying right now? So uh, right now, uh, you're going to have to help me with the author because sometimes I can't remember. But I am reading Fierce Kingdom by... Uh, I'm looking right now. Yes, it is a thriller about a mom at the zoo while there is an active shooter. It's by Jen Phillips. Yes, Jen Phillips. So I am reading F Fierce Kingdom by Jen Phillips. Uh, I am enjoying it so far. Uh, I, It's not as like thriller as I was hoping it would be. And so I'm a little bit, I, I don't know. I had moments where I had to make myself go back in, but um, yeah. I'm I'm kind of enjoying the uh, something a little different because I enjoyed this book so much I couldn't go to another like book about witches I think I would be disappointed no matter what it was so yeah agreed Rebecca how about you will you rate out of ten and tell us uh, what you're reading watching or listening to um, I gave it about a seven and a half and I am currently reading Vicious by V E Schwab. Um, it was recommended to me by the lady she has it in every format. Um, soft back hard back and audiobook and her favorite book is Dracula so that was to me a ringing endorsement um and so far I devoured it I'm like almost halfway through already and it's uh it's really good it's kind of got a Frankenstein vibe to it Ooh, I love that mm -hmm. uh I would give this book an eight I think because I don't think it's going to be everybody's cup of tea but I think if it's the kind of book you like, it'll be one of your favorites. Um, and then I am reading Nimona by N.D. Stevenson. It's a graphic novel. They just released a movie uh, on Netflix based on it. And the movie is very good. The graphic novel is so much better. It's anti-establishment. It's uh, so good and complicated and sweet. So I cannot recommend it enough. But... Thank you to our listeners for listening, and we will see you next time on They're Coming to Read You, Barbara! The music for They're Coming to Read You, Barbara comes from Eric Matias at www.soundimage.org. Goodbye! Woo! Woo!